Welcome to Ufology Live. This is episode 44. Hi, I'm Jeff Grinnell. Thank you for joining us tonight. You do not want to miss this. And you don't want one of your friends to miss this either. As a matter of fact, why don't you text somebody, get on the phone, and invite them to this uh, podcast. They have got to hear this today. Because one of the things that has been, uh, has been uh, asked of me lately in my travels is the idea and the process of mentoring. So, on the podcast today, we are going to deal with a five-step process of mentoring. So, you know how the format goes. We only have 12 minutes to do this. Sometimes we roll in a little longer. But you can check us out at youthology.com. The manuscript will be there this week. The video will be there this week. You can also go to YouTube or go to our YouTube page. You can go to iTunes. You can follow the podcast on iTunes uh, under Jeff Grinnell or Youthology and uh, join us at any time, you know, during your workout, in the car, in the office, at lunchtime or whatever. You know how to, how to do that. As a matter of fact, they say 71%, 71% of millennials are listening to a podcast once a week. So why not do this one, all right? So anyway, again, welcome to Youthology Live. And tonight we're dealing with mentoring, the five-step process of mentoring. As a youth leader, one of the critical roles that we have is youth development, okay? Leadership development, personal leadership development, because you all know the hardest person to lead is not the group and it's, and it's not the, the, the mentee, the person that you're working with, the individual. The hardest person to lead is yourself. True? <laughs> it is for me. So anyway, uh, all of those kinds of um, responsibilities as a youth leader are critical for our success. But tonight what we're going to talk about is personal one-on-one, one-on-two mentoring. So let's get this straight first. I want to to give you a definition for mentoring because sometimes that can be, um, it can be misleading, okay? And because sometimes we exchange the definition for mentoring with maybe discipleship or uh, coaching or what, you know, there are a lot of different buzzwords for that. But... Mentoring is specific. Mentoring is smaller. Okay, so let me give you, um, let me give you just a simple definition. Mentoring is relational. Okay, mentoring is relational, kind of like a rabbi. A rabbi never had large groups of people at a time. It was always a smaller group of people at, at one time, and so it's more rabbinical in that sense. So um, mentoring is relational. Uh, secondly. Although the terms sometimes get uh, switched up, mentoring is pure accountability. Sometimes coaching is not accountability or discipleship is not accountability because it's more teaching or instruction and not as much inspiration and relational. Uh, I, I teach at the university level. When I'm in a classroom of 20 students or 30 students, I'm not mentoring, okay? I'm teaching, maybe coaching, maybe discipleship, right? But I'm not mentoring. Uh, mentoring is more relational, and I, I, can't get a, I can't have a relationship with all of my students in that setting. So when we're thinking of mentoring, I, I don't want you to see a large group. I want you to see a smaller group, okay? So that's the first thing I, I want to challenge you with. And then secondly, with mentoring, uh, the definition there first. Secondly, with mentoring, I want to encourage you that it must be done on a regular or cyclical basis. In other words, what I mean by that is to maybe choose two or three 
mentees or you know students who I'll give I'll go over some other names with uh, for those in a minute here uh, I want you to choose two or three at a time maybe four at the most uh, really I try to keep it to two or three and let that course run for a, a period of time and uh, and then move on to another group so that you are spreading yourself and you are working uh, through the entire, maybe if you started with the adult leadership team, okay, if we just use that as the example, and you would work through the leadership team in a year, okay? So something like that. So first of all, the definition, being relational and inspirational, uh, instructional, yes, but more personal, okay? And then secondly, the, the idea of um, a cycle and working through your entire team and not just spending all of your time with one or two. Now, that will naturally happen, whether that's interns or right-hand people, you know, uh, the first among equals, I like to call them, <laughs> the, the, the closer ones that, that, will be, uh, that will surround you and chase you more than anyone else. That, that's natural. But it's really important that you work through the entire uh, leadership team as, as the lead youth pastor or volunteer, or, you know, youth leader over a place, that you spend critical time three or four months out of the year with each person okay okay that's exhausting isn't it <laughs> that sounds exhausting to me and it is because i've done this okay one of my joys and anybody that knows me i i'm i am mentoring uh twice a year very difficult in the summertime for me but i do it in the fall to the winter winter to the spring about two or three i've gone to four but uh different individuals so about total of five to seven or so every year, people that I pour my life into. And so I wanna help you with that process. I get asked that question all the time. How do I do that? What does that look like? Give me the practice. So let me give you five key success factors for mentoring. I'm gonna give them to you real quick, and then I'm gonna spend a minute on each one and we're done. And then I'm gonna blog on them so you can go on them, you can go, you can get to them later, okay? So uh, number one, you need a personal mission statement entering into the relationship. Number two, communicate the entire process with the person that you are mentoring. Number three, you should be pursued by the protege or the mentee or uh, you know the student. Number four, know when to be finished. Uh, that impasse idea, I'll get to that in a minute, but know when to be finished. It should not be an ongoing long-term long relationship, okay? And then finally, be creative in the meetings. And I'm gonna go through some things with that. Okay, so let me go to this uh, first one, writing a personal mission statement. So what we mean by this is simple. It, at the beginning of this relationship, there should be some kind of an application process. All of my students, when they go through it, and if you're interested, I can send you the in info. Uh, I can uh, uh, just email, send me a contact through youthology.com, and I can send you the whole process. It's about eight pages long um, with everything, but... At this person, the mission statement is driven by maybe the first informational meeting where you ask questions such as, what do you want to get out of these meetings? Okay, the, the, the protege, the mentee, the student should be able to clearly say to you, this is, what I, this is what I want out of this relationship so that you have clearly specified goals. So that's what we mean by the mission statement. Let me read you this too. There is a reason that I do not mentor business students, or there's a reason why I do not mentor students in children's ministry or whatever, right? I wanna mentor P 
people that have my life mission statement and it matches up with my goals. I, I, I'm a professional at youth ministry. I am not a professional at children's ministry. I am not a professional uh, entrepreneur at starting businesses. So you should be training or mentoring in like kind or type, uh, calling, giftings, mission, vision. It's easy for me to talk youth ministry, right? I, I don't wanna spend all of my time uh, or any of, to be honest, any of my time in my minors. I wanna spend time in my majors. So that's what we mean by the mission statement. Number two, uh, communicate the entire process. So at the beginning, when I tell you uh, that I have this, um, this application process, a packet, in that packet are all kinds of uh, questions to get me to understand the person. Then after that, the, the, the questions, uh, spiritual, like a spiritual assessment, where were you six months ago in your spiritual life? Where were you one year ago in your spiritual life? What are your sins of commission, sins you've committed? What are your sins of omission? sins that you've omitted. So all of this is in that, it helps me to get to know them. Uh, strengths and weaknesses. Okay, that's the first part of the process, getting to know each other. The second part of the process that you'll see in, in, uh, in the relationship is uh, correcting along the way and making sure that you're staying on the course of the intended mission or uh, reason why you're meeting. That's critical, that is critical. Listen, communicating the entire process will allow for definition of the objectives and defining the win for both of you. So if I communicate the process of relational at the beginning, getting to know them, then uh, th that a spiritual assessment, and then the mid-course correction drawing us back, are, are, we, are we solving the issues and the things that you wanted to talk about? So I'm always correcting mid-course, and I'll pull out that mission statement. Okay, listen, this is what we wanted to, this is what we wanted to, um, these are our objectives. We wanted to do this. We wanted to solve this. We wanted to help you in this spiritual discipline area. Are we doing that, right? So we're always driving ourselves back to, the, it, it, listen, the last thing you want is to just get together and talk. And th there's moments for that. Uh, generally, I do that toward the beginning, and then it gets intensive, uh, with accountability and, you know, difficult questions. And then uh, I'll, I'll get into maybe inspirational, relational again, and then uh, maybe dig in. So there's times for that. But it shouldn't just be going to a coffee shop, coming into the office, meeting at a, you know, wherever, and just talking. So how are you, right? There's got to be intention and objectives to it. So that was number two, communication, communication of the entire process. Then, thirdly, is that you should be pursued by the protege. This is a quick one, but I remind myself of this often. If the protege or the mentee is coming in late, unin uninvolved, uninterested in the meetings, uh, you know, the chemistry, then don't meet. Okay, I, I, I don't have time for somebody that doesn't have time for me. I don't want to spend extra time at this point in my life with people who aren't interested in the meeting. I want people who uh, will like come to, the, come to the meeting early and be there five minutes early. I want people who will come to the meeting with an agenda and they don't walk in and go, so what do you want to talk about today? No, 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 no. Oftentimes in the process, I will even tell them, listen, next week you bring the agenda. 
you know where we want to go with this, but you bring the agenda. I'm not going to bring the agenda. You can pick my brain. We can talk about this. So I can tell the chemistry in the relationship by the involvement and the passion for the meeting, okay, of the mentee and how hungry they are for the meeting. So you should be pursued, okay? If there's no hunger there, it would be very difficult to have successful meetings, okay? We just don't want to meet to meet. We want to meet with purpose. So number four, uh, know when to be finished with the mentoring relationship. This is critical. I don't think a mentoring relationship needs to go more than a quarter of a year, four, three or four months. Mine are never more than four months. Sometimes I will, I'll come out of those meetings if maybe we got interrupted in those meetings with my travel schedule or their work schedule or, you know, we had some things come up, we couldn't meet. Sometimes I'll go into, you know, another session or maybe a month of sessions, you know, um, but it, it's rare because we can get plenty done that we need to in four months, especially knowing this. Here's like the specific format that we're looking for. So when we talk about the, the mentoring meeting itself, when it's, when it's done, when it starts and all that. So what I do is 30 minutes, 30 minutes. And, I, and I, we're done then. We're not gonna talk 45, 50 minutes to an hour. It's 30 minutes and we get to it, we get to one point and uh, maybe we're wrapping up what we did last week uh, and, and then we get into the topic and we might discuss quickly what we're gonna do next week, maybe an assignment or whatever. But never more than 30 minutes, just get right to it. Because you, 30 minutes is a long time if you're pointed and you're focused. Um, the other thing I do is to make sure that in the, in the meetings specifically, knowing when to quit and, and all of that, that you are going back to the process, going uh, kind of like we said in, this, in the other point with mid-course correction, but you're going back to the process to measure whether you're on topic, not general talk. Make sure that you're on topic and make sure both of you know, the mentee and the mentor, make sure both of you know that this is what we're talking about today and keep the conversation from drifting. Okay, that's it, the focus is critical. Um, and then there comes an impasse, an impasse on the topic and an impasse in the relationship. So after four months, if you feel like the topics aren't covered, you keep the topics going. But if you feel like you've covered everything you can and now it's time for someone else to speak into that person's life, that's when the impasse happens and, you, and, and the meeting is completed. Now, some people will have an ongoing relationship with you. That's not what we're talking about here. I have an ongoing relationship with many of the people I've mentored. As a matter of fact, almost weekly, almost weekly, man, if I thought about it, I'll bet weekly, I'll, I'll bet weekly, I contact or one of my mentee, mentees from the past will contact me. Hey, how are you doing, Jeff? Man, I'm doing great. And they'll check in with me. And uh, sometimes I'll call them and just say, man, I was praying, praying for you. I was thinking about you. You doing good? So there's a lot of that going on, but not the specific meeting. Um, that, that, is gonna, that would require a lot. Now, I do believe you have sons and daughters and people that will be close to you over time. And I do have several of those, but knowing when to, when to be finished, a quarter of the year is good. 30 minutes, making sure the topic is the same in each, it, uh, you know, you're staying on topic in each meeting. Okay, finally, be creative with the meetings. Listen to this. This is what I, I, I want to read you this. Be creative with the meetings because you can gain an edge. You get an edge of excitement. Be creative with the place, the time, the setting, the time frame. Uh, these are all very important to the success of the relationship. Mix it up often 
to shock the meetings. Like if, if maybe the last meeting got, got a little slow, the next time meet somewhere else, okay? Uh, meet for lunch at a ball game, maybe at the mall or an airport or you know something different. Um, obviously, we, won't, we don't want to do that all the time because sometimes you just can't get a general talk in a public place. Specific talk often will happen in a specific place, okay? So think through some of these things. Hopefully that will help you. The creativities of the meeting was number five. Number four, know when to be finished with the mentoring relationship. Number three, you should be pursued by the protege. There should be passion from the mentee. Number two, um, communication of the entire process and keeping that on course through mid-course correction. Um, a personal mission statement, okay? Making sure that you start the meetings uh, knowing what the win is, and you define the win and, 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 and all of that, okay? So um, in your coaching and in your mentoring, if you need any further help on this, just email me. I've got, a, I've got a document that I can send you, and I think it will help you tremendously for you to become a professional, a really good uh, me mentor, okay? Not just in general discipleship and hanging out with people. All right, I think, I think you see the point. So hopefully this was helpful. And again, please visit us uh, at iTunes, visit us on all the social media, uh, on our YouTube page or uthology.com 